0: And welcome to the Two Birds Podcast. You're back for another week of chat, culture and all things celebrity with me, Kirsty McKenzie, and my fellow bird, Harriet Johnston.
1: Outside of our busy jobs as journalists in London and Glasgow, we run the blog twobird.squarespace.com where we discuss all things fashion, fun and sometimes a more serious opinion or two.
0: Talking of serious opinions, can we just go straight in and talk about Britney's new song, Make Me? Harriet, what are your thoughts?
1: Well... Although I'm always glad to see a bit of Brit, I'm not overly enthused by it. I mean, it's just not as strong and patchy as some of the classics, like Toxic, I'm a slight slave. Or my personal favorite, which is always slightly controversial, Work Bitch. Why is that controversial? I love that song. Because I just think I a favorite of Britney. People are a bit like, do you what? love the classics? Like, Toxic? Or, um, hit me over one more time. And I'm like, no, I want Britney to tell me to work, and I want her to whip me, and I want oh. it to be like... <laughs> do you know what I
0: mean? I know exactly what you mean. It is the ultimate gym song. Speaking of Jim, anyway. she looked incredible in the video. I'm constantly hmm. in awe of her um, and how she looks these days, and I mean her Billboard music comeback performance really just proves that anything is possible.
1: Yes, Britney, a forever reigning queen of pop and drunken karaoke.
0: So true. Her ninth karaoke karaoke album is not out, (laughs) though I would love that. Her ninth studio album is out, though, at the end of the month. And should we do a listening party? I mean, actually, scrap that. Let's just go to Vegas and watch the whole live show.
1: Yes, I would be so keen
0: for that. <laughs> I was actually desperate to see her last time I was in Vegas, but the tickets that were... Oh, last
1: time you were in Vegas. Oh, were casual.
0: <laughs> <Just and> twice, <laughs> no big deal. But the tickets were $250 a pop. Mm. So I just did the sensible thing and went to see the male strippers at Chippendales. But on the topic of male stripping, obviously, <laughs> that brings us <laughs> to <Honestly>. our <clears throat> big story of the week. Drum roll, please. It. Is the topic of Orlando's Bloom's naked wang being on a paddleboard?
1: Okay, so as I'm sure everyone knows by now, Orlando Bloom went to Volfanto while paddleboarding on holiday with his girlfriend Katy Perry last week.
0: Just that sentence just, just gets me every time. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> what I love, I love is the casualness of it all. Like he looks incredibly relaxed and just happy to paddle along, hanging out. Like he's a happy man. Yeah, and
1: what makes it even funnier is that Katie is not native. Like, she's just (laughs) sitting on the front in her bikini, minding her own business, looking almost overdressed compared to Bloom in her itty-bitty bikini.
0: Oh, and the reactions on Twitter were hilarious. But I don't know if you saw this, but I think the tabloid papers took it a little bit too far.
1: Yeah, so I actually tweeted one article. It was from the Daily Mail, obviously. (laughs) And it was just the worst. It was like how does Orlando square up to the other men, the other flip, on Tina's size? And I just don't think that's okay. Like, yes, I enjoyed seeing the photos all under blue naked, but I did, I've did i not asked his permission to do that. And I doubt he gave his permission to the photographer to take those pictures. Like, he might have just thought he was being around naked with his girlfriend on holiday. Like, it's the same thing that happened to Justin Bieber. Um, and I just don't think... I quite often walk around naked in my house, and if someone thought it was acceptable to take photos of me when I'm, like, naked in my house. Like, why is that okay? Just because he's his lab.
0: Yeah, but I think the difference is he was on a public beach chatting to people in full clothes, and it's slightly different to sneaking into someone's house and taking naked pics. Plus, he looks okay, incredibly well, chuffed.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Well, yeah, but I'm chuffed, to be honest, when I'm naked. I like the breeze on my breasts, and I like an airy vagina. Oh. So, hello. um... <laughs> sorry, maybe too much information, but, um... <laughs>
0: Right. Moving your airy vision aside, um, I find it hilarious that the tabloids use this as another opportunity to put Taylor and Katie against each other. Regardless of aubergines and chuffed men, this was just another opportunity for the papers to say that Katie was masterminding Taylor's, I, I don't know what you'd call it, Kate Taylor's death to the cultural scene and people were saying that Katie masterminded it in order to put Hiddleswift out the papers and prepare the world for her own comeback which is
1: I just pretty think strange that is so offensive, like the whole thing is offensive <laughs> Katie Perry has told millions have you seen her documentary?
0: She is oh absolutely my god, flawless by. documentary watch it on Netflix now people if you've not seen it
1: Is it called... It's not called Flawless, is it? No, I'm saying the
0: production is flawless.
1: Oh, oh, it's fantastic. And also get your tissues out if you want to watch it, because it is a teary one. It's basically Um, about her divorce. Well, yeah, so she's obviously... She's obviously absolutely right. She's sold millions. She's had incredibly successful tours. She is absolutely fine with that Orlando's blue wear. As if she needs the publicity. She has, doesn't she have the Olympic song? Isn't yeah, that it? Yeah, the hers? official Olympic
0: song. Um, but all I can really say is she's a lucky gal, like Orlando's blue aside or not. And he mm-hmm, looks mm-hmm. chuffed to bits. And um, also, who really cares? Maybe he was just celebrating National Underwear Day early. Who knows? What do you mean? Well, in America, and on Twitter, on Friday, it was National Underwear Day. So in theory, people were meant to just appear in public in their undies only. Um, and for some, this was an opportunity to ponder the big philosophical questions about pants. Why, asked one Twitter user, User, do chaps, young and old, leave them in the middle of the bathroom floor? Um, another, there was more pressing issues to consider. One journalist tweeted, celebrating... National Underwear Day on the same day as National Beer Day is just asking for trouble.
1: I'm not sure he could be celebrating National Underwear Day because he was 100% not wearing underwear. Oh, he's, he's you're right. He's National Underwear Day. He's National Naked Day.
0: <laughs> Maybe he just missed the memo that it was National Underwear Day. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, speaking of underwear, um, one in 50 women now own a bra that Rosie... Huntington Whiteley created with her autograph range, so that's a pretty successful collab. That one in fifty women own one of her bras.
1: Yeah, I have to say I saw something the other day, which said it was 90 years since M&S created their first bra. But I personally am all for freeing the nipples. Like clearly, I'm talking about my airy vagina. Oh my and God, please nipples. stop. Like you have anyway, to. Limit the amount of time um, to say that. <laughs> I. <laughs> what all the people who listen to this podcast.
0: All 50. Thank you so much.
1: Anyway, so I'm all for free the nipples, going braless, just embracing the unwired kind. My breasts have actually never felt better. And I think my clothes fit better. I'm just all for the no-bra movement.
0: Yeah, actually, um, it's meant to be a myth that bras actually support your breasts because the less you wear a bra, the tighter your muscles have to get on their own. So you've got t- like a tighter pert area if you don't wear a bra.
1: So oh, save your pennies, <laughs> girls. If you rely on a bra, your boobs would get used to being in the
0: bra. So yeah, stand. and they're not tensing themselves, so you're not getting your pecs holding them up. And maybe maybe it's another topic for two birds, but we have written about nipples and boobs maybe every month since we launched. <laughs> yeah, we we, I, we both love freeing the nipples. Mm-hmm. Unlike Kim Kardashian, actually. But she said this week that she refused to identify as a feminist, and she said, I'm not the free-the-nipple type of girl. I'm not comfortable with that. Do you know? I'm not about labels. Which is ironic, considering she has her nipples out all the bloody time.
1: And also, she seems pretty into labels like Gucci or Bahrain. <laughs> That's so true. Bahrain. But I'm just so annoyed.
0: Like, this is another case of people being like, I don't believe in feminism because I hate that word, but I believe in equal rights. like, ugh.
1: I know, but do you know who else said that this week? Who you, I don't know what your feelings are on this, given the last week podcast now jessica parker she said she wasn't
0: a feminist oh this whole humanist spiel is so tired like we're not going to get in quality until everyone's on board and the longer we spend arguing about definitions oh it's just infuriating and actually i had quite a heated argument this week with two guy friends and their argument was that the label is exclusionary um and that men will never get behind it
1: well i have male friends who are get behind it, like don't feel like they're being excluded. But um I saw a quote from Maisie Williams. I think it's quite recent, although potentially not, you never know. know. Um, and she was saying that anyone who doesn't identify as a feminist is sexist, like fundamentally, which I to be honest think is pretty fair. Yeah,
0: I mean, I do understand that we won't get equality unless everyone is behind it. But to be held back by something as stupid as the name just really gets under my skin. And to have two men that are my friends tell me they don't like the name. Like, I don't care. You've been in charge for centuries. Like, if we're not allowed to name our movement just to make you more comfortable, like, that's so stupid. Yeah,
1: you... Sorry, would you like to make a name for the movement, the equality movement, even though you've been... Anyway... (laughs) From one feminist gripe to another, what was that? It's to see Mm. the the ridiculous coverage of the Olympics presenter, Helen Skelton. And apparently she was shocking people with her racy outfit, i.e. wearing a play suit by the pool.
0: (laughs) Shocking. Yeah, I heard that she caused mass hysteria um, when she was commentating at the swimming events, just wearing a short dress, which is absolutely ridiculous.
1: I thought that as well. Can we just talk about how insane it is that she's being trolled for having her legs out when her fellow presenter is sitting in shorts and behind her there are hundreds of men in
0: those stupidos exactly i mean if those men are allowed to wear something more comfortable to help them effectively to do their jobs then i don't understand why she can't i mean people that want to see her in a clear balding ass suit just remember that in brazil right now in the height of summer inside a swimming pool the heat is probably on par with the the sahara desert
1: I know. I actually thought that the other day. You know, just imagine how hot it is in there. I can barely do the podcast
0: in the heat of this studio, and we're in Scotland. Like, I'm tempted to bring in my bikini next week. And if you do want to troll me about that, then you can get me at Chris Mackenzie four. Would well,
1: you know what? It wouldn't be our first troll of today,
0: would it? Oh my God, I'm not over that. I mean, a man caught onto the fact that Harry and I were discussing the harassed at work hashtag. Neither of us actually made a comment about any personal experience or anything like that.
1: It would not matter if we had... Like, it would not matter if we'd made a comment or not.
0: Oh, no, I totally agree. But I'm just saying how... This is how easy it is to get trolled. You can literally just um, add someone's name in front of a hashtag. And he tweeted us four times Mm -hmm. without us us, (laughs) replying.
1: Yeah, he tweeted us. Total random, total random guy. I went on his timeline timeline twitter feed mm-hmm. and it didn't actually look like he tweeted that many other people like I, he wasn't like one of those trolls that you see all the way down no we were targeted just, <laughs> we were targeted probably for this podcast he's probably listening in whatever his name is
0: we've not you've Simon. not made it till you had a troll so hi i can't even remember his name but no, i neither. did see that he was a so
1: troy. irrelevant <laughs>
0: But what was funny is that he hijacked the hashtag to then make it about male victimisation and gave examples of him not being allowed to make tea at work because he can't do it properly as being oh. him being harassed at work.
1: I imagine that it's not because he's man and maybe just because he's a really shit tea maker.
0: Or maybe his colleagues just don't want a, a passive-aggressive Twitter troll involved in making their refreshments.
1: Either way, he has 100% taken its heart and he has taken it out on us.
0: Bless. Like, imagine your biggest harassment at work issue being told to get out the kitchen. I mean,
1: (laughs) I know. Twitter isn't just a place to tweet subtle things at your workplace. It's also a space where people can go to collectively review films that they've never seen.
0: Oh, are you talking about Suicide Squad? Is it really as bad as everyone says, or are we just blindly following the masses? Uh, I don't
1: know. I think, to be honest, I'm just sick of those superhero films in general like I did be super into X-Men when I was younger but um, I'm pretty sure I had some weird question on Wolverine but um, I've got to admit that I've grown out of it I was obsessed with X-Men when I was in school like 14 and I get that but I think now the generation is just we've just grown out of it.
0: Yeah I mean I only just saw X-Men for the first time when the latest film came out and my boyfriend made me re the originals and it was okay. I mean, this is what I don't really get is how one action film can be superior to the other because aren't they just
1: all a bit the same? Can I say that? Mm-hmm. Probably going to get trolled again. I, I know, but I want amazing original films with, like, incredible plot, not some franchisee bullshit which have one woman in who barely says anything. Is that
0: Margot or Cara?
1: Well, I'm not sure because haven't seen the film. And also it does have that the amazing Viola. Viola is her name Viola Davis? Yes, I love her. She's incredible. So so maybe that's a bit harsh of me to say one woman, but I'm not sure it will pass the intellectual um, test
0: anyway. Mm. This is getting very feminist today. Don't I you know. Jewish maybe people? we'll just call
1: it a feminist podcast. For Hashtag free the
0: nips. Um, but I am absolutely loving Cara and Margot's press junket wardrobe. They look incredible. They've got everything from matching suits with their names on the back to Gucci, thigh-high boots, and Givenchy for days. They look so fun
1: look so fabulous but speaking of fabulous women it is time for our Instagram of the week and we both nominated the same woman the utterly delightful and gorgeous Chloe Helen Mills whose name is literally just at Chloe Helen Mills if you type straight in
0: <laughs> yeah this blogger is absolutely luxe she is oozing in glam I am plenty cool vibes her blonde haircut is also incredible and she's got this yeah. whole natural thing going on which is just we're just in love with her basically <laughs>
1: No, she, I think she always wears sunglasses as well, which I just think is the absolute definition of grammar. If I could get away with wearing sunglasses all day, every day, I definitely would, but I just don't know how my office would react. Well,
0: I don't know. I think Anna Winter can certainly pull off, so maybe once you're editor-in-chief, you can slip on your Prada Sunnies from Dust till dawn. Oh, yes,
1: yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> so let's finish off with our silly story of the week.
1: Yes, so it's that time of year again when school leavers escape their parents and school exams to go and get absolutely wrecked in somewhere like Ma- Magaluf.
0: Magaluf, <laughs> Magaluf is an absolute rite of passage, and I can't believe you've mm. never been. Slash, don't know how to pronounce it. Um, and I cannot recommend the Hotel Fiesta Yester- <laughs> Jengla enough. Um, one youngster who is making the trip last week tweeted before he embarked on MAGA 2K16 a note given to him by his girlfriend, Whitney. And this note was a very artfully displayed set of 10 rules for him to abide by while he was away.
1: Yep, so the list looked like it included everything from no tattoos to no looking, touching or talking to girls to no following girls on social media. And my absolute favourite did he buy drinks for girls? That money can be spent on me.
0: Yeah, the list went viral after Kieran, which is the BF's name, said to Whitney had taken psychoness to the next level.
1: Um, in case you're wondering how Kieran's holiday went and if he abided by the rules, but judging by the photos of his new puppy that he had a pretty great time.
0: Yeah, he also tweeted later on a picture of a swallow that now adorns his chest, along with the words which I th- I think say follow me to Stockholm I could be wrong the font is pretty dodgy but if it does say Stockholm it gives a really clear insight into the spectacularly troubled minds of people that go to Magaluf
1: I'm sure Whitney was absolutely delighted to see that on her boyfriend's
0: chair (laughs) did you go anywhere on your six year holiday? no to be
1: honest it's really not my style at all like we uh, where do we go? I hate to be this person, but we went to Saint-Tropez like a couple of days later. Oh my God. Um, I'm now, sorry. sorry.
0: Um, yeah, I had a friend that went to Barcelona, which I just thought was the height of sophisticated chicness. Since being to Barcelona, I don't think it's actually that sophisticated. But when you're wearing a t-shirt that says sex is my business, going to a club called BCM to watch Stacey Solomon perform, Barcelona sounds quite chic.
1: Oh, my God. I have never done anything like that. Like, I grew up in Newcastle, so I feel like we had enough entertainment on the streets of the Toon for, like, miles around.
0: No need to go to MAGA, then?
1: There was no need for me to go to MAGA, but you, Kirstie, I, I've seen the photos of you at MAGA.
0: I don't know if there's any need for anyone to go to MAGA, but it's all done now. It's in the past. <laughs> I've got it out of my system. Um, and on that note I think we'll sign off this podcast and I'll go into Facebook and remove all evidence of me being in Magaluf
1: so do check in with us at com, or you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or on our YouTube channel which is a new edition Oop. or Spotify or SoundCloud etc etc etc
0: basically we're taking on over um.
1: we're taking <laughs> everything over baby um, but we'll see you guys
0: next week for more Two Birds podcast action bye bye for now Bye, bye, bye.